Hey guys, welcome back to Nerds and Normies. I'm Martin. And I'm Sarah. Well, episode one, we introduced what Lord of the Rings was, kind of set the bar. Hannah displayed her extremeness. Yes, Hannah told us about her cutout. She told oh us God. about her Making binders. Yes. Now I'm just picturing, I just re-listened to that episode because in Lifetime, we just released it the day before we were recording this. And I'm just picturing like the cutout with like a laminated little mouth on it. So she's I know. just like licking it. I like, like it. So it's easy clean, like <laughs> sterile. <laughs> I'm sorry, it with Windex every day. Talk? What did you just say? Sterile. Sterile? Sterile. Sterile. Whatever. It she, can be pronounced that way. I don't think it can. Is that an accent thing? I don't I've never heard you say that word. I don't know. Say it properly. Sterile. No, sterile. <laughs> sterile. Yes, there you go. <laughs> God, okay. what the fuck? I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, I just like a picture her with Windex bottle that's like, spraying it down and then a squeegee like the windows. <laughs> <laughs> Clean it off. Yeah, that was episode one. Episode two, we came back. Yeah, we got to hear I... your take on all the movies. And... Which is spot on. <laughs> and definitely the rants about the extended cuts. Yes, I will say we recorded episode two and I was like, it was okay. The farther I wait, I am from like the horrible experience of actually sitting through it, the more I'm like glorifying it in my mind because yes. I'm cutting out all the shitty bits and I'm just like, it grows oh, on you. It's like a fungus. You can't help it. Yes, because I'm ignoring ninety percent of the movie and yeah. I'm focused on the good parts. And then the memes really is the what's getting awesome. me. Yeah, because now it's least, just yeah. At least now you understand what all the memes are. The memes are fucking amazing. Yes, they are pretty yeah. good. But it's it's going to keep growing on you. You're going to come back to it like two or three more times. By the fourth time, you're going to be like, I really like Frodo. We'll see. That's probably not happening. Even the but. actors don't like Frodo. <laughs> this creepy stare. Yes. <laughs> and uh, then w- we talked about fan fiction. That was our last episode. So Yeah. And don't forget, guys, voting is open. Make sure you check out our website, nerdsandnormies.com, to vote. Um, it'll also be up on our Instagram Please vote so we can see who has to write their fan fiction and it'll go up on what pad like the other ones? Yeah, eventually. Eventually. Oh, in case you can't tell, Hannah's not here this episode. Unfortunately, we are missing Hannah for this episode. We put her in timeout for one episode. <laughs> no, we just deemed her unworthy of the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, Hannah's a great guest. She is. No, she just couldn't make it tonight. Yeah, we have to keep chugging along. So, Martin, what are we doing this episode? So we talked about the movies and really went into those in details. Now it's time to talk about everything but the movies. We'll talk about merchandising, books, films, games, things that are not the three movies of Lord of the Rings. The expanded fandom. Yeah, and actually I was pretty impressed, especially after Harry Potter. You know, there's so much extra in Harry Potter. I was a little worried that future fandoms wouldn't live up to it because, I mean... Seriously, theme parks, merchandise. Yeah, we all know Broadway that you thought plays, Harry right. Potter is the be but all like and end all. that, there's still just so much crap, right? Yeah. Lord of the Rings is a little older now, and it didn't blow up in the same way as far as... It did. No, I don't think so. It's Where's a- its theme park? Where's its Broadway play? Where's its whole new trilogy? I'm not saying good things about Fantastic Beasts, but it still has got it. Besides the Hobbit movies? But that was it. Now it's done. It's not done. There's a TV series coming. We'll get there. So I was pretty impressed. There's a good chunk of Lord of the Rings nonsense out there. When I was doing the research for this episode, I actually just was like, God, there's so much freaking stuff. I didn't even know what to take notes on. You literally could just... quite that much, but... There was. The Endless Wikipedia pages. page is pretty limited. There are multiple Wikipedia pages. They break them out into different topics. Whatever. Oh, God. Yeah, I get it. It's not Harry Potter. I get that. You're never going to accept it as better than Harry Potter. Nobody's asking you to. I was going to say, that's not even on the table. Give it a fucking chance. <laughs> Let's talk about the Hobbit movies real quick. Because I think that's the first immediate thing when people think Lord of the Rings. And they're like, what's the step off from that would be the Hobbit movies that followed up immediately afterwards. You haven't seen them, right? No. So I own them. Unfortunately. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. You <laughs> bought the extended editions of all of them. Yay. Because you secretly love it so much. Yeah, yeah. Do you have the extended editions of Harry Potter? I'm just curious. There aren't any. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> wow. I got excited <laughs> for a second thinking, oh my God, am I missing out on something? What do you know about the Hobbit movies? Well, I heard Hannah bash them because it was one book with three movies. Yep. So my therapist, fun fact, told me <laughs> that I'd probably like those better because they're more action filled because they definitely try to think make it more like mainstream popular. That is ironic because that's exactly the point I was going to work towards. Oh, really? I think you would like them better. But then Hannah was like, no, it's dumb because it like it moves really slow because they put one book into three. But I've heard almost everyone else say the total opposite. They're definitely shallower. But in this case, <laughs> it works really well in your say, favor. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so there's Not no- less complicated. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of made up characters, but I feel like the Hobbit movies originally were supposed to be one movie. Then they decided they're going to do two. 
money. And then they went to three. Of course. There's Is whole... Aragorn back? Because no. I'd be sad without my hottie. Yeah, nope, he's not. It's actually mostly the dwarves and Bilbo Baggins and Gandalf. There's a lot of dwarves, eight or nine of them. That's legit because they were the coolest. I'm sad that there wasn't more of them. I think you would like the movie a lot better. There's just a lot more... Uh... Pizzazz? Yes. Action? Movement? The dwarves bring a lot. Literally any activity whatsoever. <laughs> So one of the issues is originally Peter Jackson wanted to bridge the movies from Hobbits to Lord of the Rings. Then he nixed that, but he added stuff from other parts of lore that happened during that time. So in the Hobbit book, Gandalf disappears for a chunk of the book. They cover why he disappears. And it's one of the better scenes in the whole damn movie. So it's all the wizards come together to fight Sauron when he first reappears. In the second age? It's still the third age, I think. Oh, is it? Are you impressed that I know that? I am. You'll find out why later. Oh. <laughs> Did they read the reviews on the first three and decided to fix it, or what happened there? I don't think that was the case. I think he just had less to work with. I think he would have packed it full of crap if he could have. I think the worst part about the Hobbit movies was the second one is a clean break. You could be like, I'm done because it involves the dragon and the dragon's not involved in the third movie. Oh, Benedict Cumberpatch? Yes, Benedict Cumberpatch. I literally don't know his name, isn't Cumberbatch. it? Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. <laughs> Cumberbatch. Originally, the movies were supposed to be filled by Guillermo de Toro. Do you know who that is? The name sounds familiar. He's the guy who directed the Hellboy movies, Pan's Labyrinth. And? Oh, fuck. You kill me sometimes. So they brought back shitty-ass Percy Jackson? <laughs> Percy Jackson. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. That's it. Obviously, they made a shit ton of money, so that they're going to bring him. in spite of him. He did Not it. Because he was producing him. the Hobbit films. He didn't intend on directing them until Guillermo del Toro backed out because of delays. There was a lot of criticism about the movies from some fans, like Anna. Anna, what do you think? Oh, never mind. That's right. She ditched us. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of criticism about it being shallower and about a couple of the characters being just completely fabricated Did out of midair. they say it was like pandering? They didn't quite go as far as pandering, but it was still a huge success. Made tons of money. I do recommend you watch them. I think you would like them. I'm sure there are going to be parts you can't stand. They're more fun. Honestly, Lord of the Rings would have been better if they'd just been quicker. I think the irony between Lord of the Rings and this movie, like Lord of the Rings, it's like they're fucking crossing a meadow for freaking seven hours. <laughs> And this one, they're doing this long journey, but shit happens all along the way. So we've got Lord of the Rings, then The Hobbits, and then you showed me some terrible shit clips, right? Of some <laughs> bullshit animated fuckery. Yes. What I showed Sarah was about five minutes of The Hobbit cartoon movie that was aired on TV in 1977. It was five minutes of my life. I'll never get back. There's a <laughs> lot of things I dislike. I would have rather eaten broccoli for five minutes than watch that. You really have to love it to want to watch that cartoon. Oh my God. It's so poorly done, though. The drawing, I could literally draw fucking better on my hand. It cost $3 million at the time to make. That's $13 million now. Oh, my gosh. Yes. But it was so shit. I'm telling you guys, I could do better with my iPhone and like... <laughs> The Hobbit was animated by Topcraft, which is a now defunct Japanese animation studio whose animation team was reformed as Studio Ghibli. No. Yes. Ugh, why did... Okay. <laughs> Mind blown. I have thoughts about this. <laughs> it definitely looked like it wasn't like Japanese style of animation, right? It was Western white people bullshit shitty animation drawing. And if they'd done it more in like the Japanese style, it would have been a lot better. It's not like they came up with the concept and they were doing this stuff. They were contracted to do this. So they were probably given parameters to work within. I would oh love God, to see a fucking anime Lord of the Rings. That'd that be would be amazing. Get Studio on Gilby. it, people. Come on. But no, so like them being the Studio Gilby animators, I see why they did such a shitty job. And I do not blame them. I will blame others because <laughs> it was fucking terrible. Based on the pedigree of the studio afterwards, I'm going to assume they could only use their foot to draw Seriously, the they could have drawn better if they put paint on their dick and flapped it around. <laughs> yes. uh, what's studio it called? If anyone... <laughs> so there was a follow-up. Uh, oh Lord more. of the Rings cartoon movie. That's the one I was showing you oh, where fuck. you're like, Frodo's still a little bitch. Yes. Oh, God. Frodo was. In the three seconds I saw it, Frodo was bitching along. That one stood out because they used rotoscope animation. That's where you film real scenes with people and then you draw all over it. But it still looked like shit. Seems like double the waste of money. There are so many better ways to spend that money. There was another one after that. A third? <laughs> yeah, the Return of the King. Do you want to roll into the extended books? My God, there's extended book? Holy shit. Wasn't he dead when all this was going on? This is like the 20s, He right? died in the 73. Let me line this up with my World War II history that I learned last season. So he wrote the books in the 20s. Then both wars happened. Then he dies in the 70s. And then they come I up with the, the shitty... I think the books might have came out in the 40s. And then when did these extended 
did books come out after he died i think his son collaborated the works together because he kept working on different because stuff. if you have a famous parent god forbid you do your own shit no Stephen gotta, king's like, kid does that his just own proves thing. my point oh he does his own thing nobody knew it was him for a while is he an author yeah he, oh, he limited lock and does key. his you ever own hear of lock and key the thing that they just made into a tv show or whatever yes oh. it's a real hit comic turns out it's stephen king's kid oh he's been trying to hide that his dad is good for him i mean he still has a leg up right like what are the odds he would have gotten published like first time around and all this shit if yeah. he wasn't stephen king i mean it's kid, always but... possible that stephen king was like oh no yeah i won't help you at all no problem he walks out the door hey chuck can you publish this piece of shit my kid's writing there's probably no way they didn't know he was stephen king's son but at least he tried right he did unlike tolkien's kid who apparently just decided <laughs> to suckle the teat of his father and just live I off think of he that did more than suckle it there's a lot oh my god what did he do okay the hobbit itself was meant to be a children's story did you know that no did he read how he wrote because <laughs> children don't like long-winded boring books <laughs> For a period of time, it wasn't considered part of the Lord of the Rings Middle Earth universe. He eventually retroconned it into the Middle Earth. Of course Earth. he did. The name that it's actually known by is There and Back Again, A Hobbit's Tale. Oh, that book that Bilbo was writing in the beginning of the movie? Yeah, that's why it's called that. So it's meant to be a simpler version. Even Frodo suckled off the teat of his cousin when he finished the book. That Was was this his cousin? Yeah, suck it. I knew that. Okay, Sarah won. Thank you, Mark. Martin 743. No, we're so at zero. You made, you made some progress. We're at zero for you right now. You haven't fun fact me yet. Yeah, I did fun fact you. You haven't pointed out and put a mark down. Well, then, hey, look. Boom. Now we're tied. So Christopher Tolkien, one of the things he created was- That's the, the kid, right? Yes. Mm. History of Middle Earth, which is like 12 volumes. It's about how the whole story was designed. So all the research that his dad did, all the side stories, the entire length of process he went through. Did he realize that no one cares that much for it to be 12 volumes? I hate to tell you, but a lot of fucking people care. I know a you lot. don't. 12 books. He doesn't keep doing it because it's not selling. Everything he wrote has been a Just top because of the, people buy song. it doesn't mean they read it. So he wrote 12 <laughs> books about his dad. <laughs> yes. Okay. Is he still alive or is he dead? I think he's still alive. That's too bad. <laughs> wow. Take that, Christopher Tolkien. And I'll cover the other one that you have heard of, the Cimmerillion. Who wrote that one? So originally it was written by his dad. So after his dad passed, he decided to finish it. And the Cimmerillion is history of Middle Earth, kind of like a textbook. So that was like the big first thing I think that his son did was throw that thing together. And I can't read it, so I don't... You know, I did start to read The Lord of the Rings and the fucking preface, probably from his kid... Detailing the amount of goddamn revisions that they did was so long. I got through that and then never actually read well, any of the book. That's another thing that he had a bad problem with. Tolkien oh could not settle on what the final version would well, be. Well, the first 10 made, made sense. sense. Yep. But then they just kept going. It went so far past. Interesting. I was like, this is what the book's going to be like. And I can't even bring myself to start it. So it does not surprise me that he couldn't finish the fucking Silmarillion. Yeah. He was obsessed with the whole universe and he just kept retweaking it and he never came out with it. Do you it. think he had OCD he or was, something similar? I would bet money. Can you imagine spending your whole life creating this one universe? And then if it never got published, I would be so salty. Yeah. I would demand that I be burned with my manuscripts. And then, so no, none may enjoy. So none may enjoy. Like, just erase it from history. Because didn't he get denied publishing for forever? Was he did. Him? And I know he got turned down for the Cimmerillion, the first version he put out. Oh, I'm I'm shocked. No one wanted to read the Encyclopedia of Middle Earth. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Major publishers, I feel like, are like, mm. Yeah, I don't think the publishers bid on it until the other stuff hit real big. Oh, damn it. He hit pop culture. It's written by him, so we can kind of get sales no matter what off yep. this guy. So let's go ahead and print this book. It's Christopher Tolkien jacking off off his dad. Teat. Wow. I know that made no That's, sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how to process that. <laughs> Roll for processing. <laughs> oh, 17. I processed it. Awesome. Just leave that dice out. <laughs> I've decided to roll for everything in my life. Let's do it. Okay, so now that we've gone through all the boring shit. That's only the two you know. What do you mean the two I know? So Christopher Tolkien wrote three specific books. The three books are considered the great tales from the first age, and they're all pulled for the Cimmerillion, and then a whole shit ton of notes from his dad. That's kind of cool. It deals with Morgoth, who was like Sauron's Emperor Palpatine, the Vader, I guess. But Morgoth didn't make the rings? No, Morgoth preceded Sauron. How did they kill Morgoth? I don't know. I didn't read it. Roll for stupidity. There you go, Martin. I'm not going to tell you too much about the books other than the names. It's Children of Hurin, 
Fall of Gondolin and Baron and Lutheran, all pulled from the Cimmerillion and the notes to make their own stories. All were bestsellers. So his son I wrote those. I just want to know if they were actually that good or if they're bestsellers. Because, I mean, it's like Dragon is a Pern for me, right? Anytime one of those books pops out, I buy it. Doesn't that's matter. True. It's like, final quality. I mean, that's true. Lord of the Rings is popular enough now. He could write a novel about taking a shit on the toilet, <laughs> call it Dump in Middle Earth, and it's going to sell bestselling no matter what. Yes. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Now are we done? I mean, he never managed to write anything outside of his dad's shit. I don't know that. I'm going to go with he probably didn't. Okay. He butchered everything apart. One theory, he brought it all together. Check. They're done. (laughs) This is like when you go to the bookstore and you're like, I want to read Star Wars books, right? Like there's the core that's good and the rest of it, you're just like, shit, man. Yeah. Like with Star Wars, you got the actual novels based on the movies and you've got like my first adult book, actually. Star Wars Phantom of Menace in third grade. Wow. It's an interesting fact. The worst movie of them all too. Look, I don't know how I got my hands on the book. Okay. It doesn't matter. Like you had a bootleg copy of the Phantom Menace. It was like the, it even had a picture of Qui-Gon Jinn on it. Oh yeah. So the difference between that and this is that. That entire rack of Star Wars novels by a thousand different people would be an entire rack of Middle Earth novels with all the same author. Oh my God. It's kind of like ghostwriting his dad is what he's doing. I wonder, I hope his wife makes fun of him. Just like, can't you just be like, your dick is so small. No, like, Chris, can't you just get your own hobbies? Like, Jesus Christ. Can you get all this junk out of the attic? It was my dad's. I can't get rid of that. It's all of our money. I'm nothing without it. If I was him, I'd have such an inferiority complex. Can you imagine that? I wonder if there's not some of that. How can you compete when your dad is... I did mean that serious. I'm not disagreeing. I am very tempted now to read Shitty Tolkien and then Shitty Tolkien's son and decide which one is better. (laughs) Compare the two. Because the writing styles have to be somewhat different. What if Shitty Tolkien's son is a better writer? That's what I'm saying. Maybe he figured it out because frankly, his dad's writing was not my vibe or anyone else's. Now on to media formats people actually give a shit about. Like podcasts. <laughs> podcasts. Actually, I was just thinking while well, you were blabbering on about Chris Tolkien. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> about they just announced they're doing a new audiobook of the Tales of Beetle Bard. Yep. The original actors are doing the voice acting for it. And so I was just thinking I've never heard anyone talk about the audiobooks for Tolkien. I'm afraid that it'd be like that 1950s narrator of a science film kind of voice. Totally this dry, boring guy who's just reading it. And then Frodo put on the ring and it made him invisible and the fuckers couldn't see him. I'd listen to that. <laughs> Besides the movies and the book, the TV show is coming out yes. of Lord of the Rings. Yes. Which I think is pretty legit. Thank and God. What I understand, I think it takes place during the second age. Yeah. So I have a bunch of facts about that. Sweet. So actually, Amazon's got the rights. Yep. And they were in a huge bidding war against Netflix. And so the total Makes cost sense. was, I want to say like $250 million oh, to get the rights. Just the rights. So they talked about their total expenses, like a billion plus. And so they were doing an interview with Frodo, whatever the fuck his name is. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. <laughs> and they mentioned this number and he was just like stunned because the budget for lord of the rings was only so much more than them buying like the rights to it the amount of money they're spending on this is insane yeah the relative uh, cost of the lord of the rings movies versus how much they made is pretty astounding actually so in reading about it amazon has two years to start producing the series that's part of the deal they cut yep so they have until like late this year to start actually to start producing or to start to air it producing oh, okay so we've got a minute they're talking like 2021 2022 for it to start it's already under production right so they finally announced the cast a big one is bran stark from the tv series game of thrones he's going to be one of the characters it's supposed to include a few of the characters that lived during that time no so originally it was rumored that it would be about young aragorn but that isn't true so the deal was is they can't include anything from the third age so they can't include anything from the hobbit or like the movies but it has to stay within like the facts of the history that's been laid out. So they can make up all this stuff that hasn't been addressed, but the basic facts have to be stuck to. It's like a pretty strict deal. They could still have Elrond. Well, so, they could have Liv Tyler. Yeah, you could get more Liv Tyler. Okay, well, so... Oh, God. <laughs> so it's set in the second age. So yeah. Aragorn's not born. No, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. only 80 years old. It's when Sauron is creating the One Ring. Oh, nice. By the time Smeagol had come across the ring, it had been last for 2,000 years, to give you some like frame of reference for when this will be happening. Yeah, so it says Tolkien scholar, because that's a thing. It is a thing. It's, I know. It's insane as it is. I know. And I guess Ian McKellen, he said some reference about like, well, Gandalf 7,000 years old, so I'm not too old to play that part. I mean, that'd be fucking legit. I mean, it's true. His yeah. characters came to Middle Earth like way shit long ago. Right? Oh, way shit long ago. Huh? Way shit long ago. Uh, I only deal in official metric systems. Sorry. <laughs> 
Not this American standard. Metric is hard. <laughs> I know. I hate it. When we went to Iceland and <laughs> kilometers per hour is like, fuck, damn, why are you going so fast? And I was like, oh, okay, but it's kilometers per hour. But then everything was meters. The GPS yes. was all meters. And I was just- The irony is it's a simpler system, but every time I have to deal with it, I'm like, God it's damn it. It's just because I know how big a foot is, but I don't know yeah. how big a meter is. Yeah, I mean, it's because of what we use here. And yeah. we piss off the entire world because we're like, no, we got our own standard and we're going to make all y'all use it. If that's not like the best- like metaphor for america yeah i know we basically flexed our measurement system on everybody they have their own but they still have to acknowledge it's there i know okay so dicks anyway (laughs) they haven't started filming season one and they've already renewed for season two oh sweet well there's no way they're not doing more than one season well the deal had something like five seasons oh Nice. Um, but I don't know how that works because if they had a renewed season two, well, if they were automatically doing five seasons, there won't be a renewal. They have rights to five seasons. Yeah. I definitely want them to plan far ahead. I don't want one season to end and be like, oh, look, they want more. So now I'm going to fabricate. This. I want some organic transitions between the seasons. I mean, there's no way they fucked this up. One of the, the writer's room things. is through three levels of security. It's fingerprinted to get in. There's a security guard outside. <laughs> yes. It said because they have boards up of everything and it's so under lock This and key. fan base is pretty rabid. I know you don't want to admit it, but man, it is intense. I no, I will easily admit fifty million just so they can have the right to do it. I know. Well, and then I think about oh my god, that's so expensive to shoot. But then you look at Game of Thrones; their budget was insane. It's just different now. I think they're just the seeing... amount we spend on TV shows and compared to movies is insane. Well, that's the transition we're seeing, right? Is that they're making big profit off these series now? It's amazing what it's doing for the business, and now they understand the business model. They're like, oh yeah, we can d- drop that money because we know no matter what, we're getting this amount of back. Oh, for sure. Like they're guaranteed to get it least the first season watched by most people i mean more and more big movie actors talk about how they're switching to tv through the netflix deals and yeah. stuff because it's a bigger market and you have more episodes to go through and the quality still stays really high yeah it's intense i mean look at strangers things because it kind of was strangers like, things yeah, fuck you god damn it <laughs> it's kind of like the model the first I don't one think to... Stranger Things is the model. Yeah, I but think it's... Game of Thrones is the first big one. I'm talking about Game of Thrones at that next epic level. Stranger Things was the first one everybody went nuts over. No, and there was Jesus stuff Christ, before then. No shit. There was, but not at that level. No, I think that there was. Like, can I finish what I'm saying? Roll Did... to continue. Oh, Damn sweet. It. I get to continue. <laughs> There were ones that led up to it, but Stranger Mm. Things was the first one where all the streaming services for the first time dominated cable. Game of Thrones started coming up before Stranger Things. Did it? it Then Game of Thrones would have been the first. Why didn't you say that in the first place? Oh my. (laughs) Let's see. Let's check. 2011. Okay. Tally mark for Sarah. Thank you. It hurts my hands to write this. When did Stranger Things even start coming up? 2016. Oh my God. Five years difference. Five. Five. (laughs) How are you so fucking off? My point was Stranger Things. Your point was the first HBO was an established TV service already. It doesn't matter. I'm talking things that transcend it. I subscribed to HBO for Game of Thrones. So did a lot of people. I don't know why you have such a hard on for Stranger Things. I mean, I do love that show. Like, Because I remember that as being the moment when it was like, oh shit. At the 2020 winter TCA press tour. Don't know when that was. It was announced that filming will begin in February. Oh shit. And table reads are already underway. It's in New Zealand again. Dale Game of Thrones, it. fantasy. They were like, this is amazing. Recently, Mandalorian. I thought you were going to say fucking Stranger Things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and The Witcher, which is really, I feel like, niche fantasy. Yeah. Still nailed it. That was intense. Yes. I also, side note, Henry Cavill. Cavill? Yeah. I don't know how you say his name. We were talking about all the videos we keep seeing of him talking about shit. I didn't realize he was such a nerd for The Witcher until you told me. Yep. And that's he's got such a hard on for the whole fandom. Yeah, I think he made it happen. But I think that was some of the popularity was was like oh superman's yeah the main character having him as the main lead and he's definitely acknowledged for being fairly hot oh yes (laughs) facts i mean the dude is fun fact yeah fun fact he's hot (laughs) it's not even really a surprise fact more like obvious observation i think that's everything i got for the show i don't know any of the actors except for the game of thrones guy let's stop for a second as our normie what do you think about the show i'm actually kind of excited because you know one of my main complaints with the I mean, the terrible CGI. Yep. And then, like, the slowness of the plot. But, like, I think in the TV show, when it's something, it'll be new, but it'll be kind of familiar. But I won't have to be such a fucking fanatic like Hannah to get it. Yep. But, like, also with, like, current tech and seeing, like, how well they did Game of Thrones. I mean, Game of Thrones got slow. Don't get me wrong. But, like, it was all paced out, I think, a little better. Yep. Um, And, you know, each episode's, like, only so long, but you have so many in the season. So it just felt like pacing was 
better done than sometimes in movies. Yeah, I think this this format will be much better for you. Yeah, I am actually really looking forward to it. And without Peter Jackson's bullshit fucking spewing all over the place. I will say that having watched the movies again, getting to see a normie's perspective of the movies and sitting and hearing when you talk about it. I don't have the same complaints about the CGI, although it is apparent it didn't age as well. I do yeah. think that the weakest part of the whole series is... Peter Jackson. Maybe, Frodo. Maybe. The Walking. <laughs> She's the walking. <laughs> am I wrong? I don't think I am. I think it is Peter Jackson's storytelling. Yeah. He did everything else well for the time, but like the actual storytelling, when you boil it down, it's kind of pedestrian. I'll give you a tally, tally. for that. Tally Thank you. For that. I don't like that you're winning. We but... need to bring in a whiteboard in this bitch. <laughs> so roll I... for correctness? Damn, I am it. built to nailed only it. roll high numbers. 17. You better hope so when we start playing. <laughs> you're just going to roll ones. You're going to learn why people <laughs> throw certain dice away. <laughs> what was I talking about? His storytelling is very pedestrian. So I'm very excited about the series too because I feel like it will have a much more modern sense of pacing and storytelling that I think has matured a lot since when he did these Lord of the Rings films. And it won't take as basic bitch approach as Peter Jackson did. I agree. Like some of his stuff was pretty formula by the numbers. Even to the point where he added the female. Oh, uh, yeah. You need to create an extra romance thing. Like, did you? You just need more female characters. I think that's a weak point in male storytellers in general. You always hear people joking about male authors and they write about women. I just see so many clips from books of like really shitty authors and they write about women. They're like bad stereotypes too. So bad, You get the slutty whore you want or you got the one that's angry at men all the time. Until she learns to love the hero. Yeah. Shit like that. When I think back, I think, okay, clip out all these dead segments, essentially. And then my storyline in my head is quicker. The pace is faster. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff they showed that tried to make it look epic. And I'm like, did we need that? Yes, thank you. See, everyone should watch these movies It's another field. I keep it real. They're taking the hobbits to field number three. I was just thinking about the Ents. I was like, some of that could have been cut. All the walking with the Ents. But I also, yeah. You'd have to keep a little bit for the buildup. But there was definitely too many slow ants doing slow ant stuff oh God, scenes to get to the point where they're like the ants are going when to war. mary and pippin were just sleeping i was like yes mood <laughs> anyway so I, that's my take on the series i'm very yeah. excited about it too yeah i'm sure hannah what do you think oh you don't you don't want to watch the series you know her opinion's interesting to me that she thinks that this is a terrible format and they should pull all the movies as well hannah they can't make a series just about legolas's dick does Legolas leave to go to the whatever land? Or does he stay behind with Gimli? I wonder if they ever addressed that. Roll for correctness. 14. Just I love that we both are like, eh. After Aragorn's death, Legolas made a ship of some shit and left Middle-earth to go over the sea. His strong friendship with Gimli prompted Legolas to invite him to the Undying Lands, making the first and only dwarf to do so. Uh, He was never seen again in Middle-earth. Makes sense. I mean, he couldn't leave behind his lover, Gimli. I strongly ship them now. (laughs) I do. Sorry, Hannah. Yeah. He's spoken for. I would love to see a fan fiction show about the adventures of Gimli and Legolas. Like side adventures? Yeah. Okay, so video games. I pulled up a list of all the video games for Lord of the Rings. I looked at the Wikipedia page. It's huge. It was big, but I thought generally it seemed weak. They don't release a large quantity of them, but the ones they release... high quality. There are quite a few that I remember doing very well. Okay, I guess the difference is I didn't game when the movies were coming out. Didn't like Lord of the Rings once I had an Xbox. So the only game I've ever played, Shadows of Mordor. Which was a massive hit. Which was fucking awesome and scared the bejesus out of me. I kept dying and everyone kept getting stronger and you just die more and then you just get stronger and stronger until it's just like fuck so the i Shadow decided that i am going to buy lego lord of the rings though lego lord of the rings is really good yeah lego star wars is one of the best games i've ever played lego hobbit is also really good there's a fuck about lego hobbit. honestly i don't like bilbo so i don't like I, hobbits yeah i want to do like Place lego them all with worm lego tongue. elves lego elves yeah lego elves lego elves lego so Lego Lord of the Rings game is pretty legit. I have yeah. it. But after the movies came out, they made the Two Towers and Return of the King that were on the PlayStation 2, where it was pretty oh, much a system. hack and slash. Yeah, it's probably the best system that was ever released. Mm. N64. We're going to agree that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they made some hack and slashes that were really popular because they kind of walked through the events of movies and used clips of the movies during it. Ooh, it's high quality stuff. Now it's pretty janky as shit. Oh, but back sure. then, of course, after that, there was a bunch of spinoff card battling games and MMO, multiple MMOs. Yeah, actually. so I read about they try to do a huge, massive online multiplayer because not everyone normies will know what an MMO is. Oh, that's is. true. It's basically like a 
World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft, but Lord of the Rings. And it was popular for a couple years, and now it's just all defunct. So they have one of those. They have. What this... do you bet Hannah was on that? That's a good question. Hannah, were you on that? Yes. You know she made like female Legolas. I wonder if she just, you know, like Second Legolas. Life, where it's just like in the office, and I talk about Dwight playing Second Life, and it's like his exact life, but he can fly. <laughs> Hannah plays the massive online multiplayer for Lord of the Rings, but just as Legolas' wife. <laughs> Picturing her at school. Guys, I can't hang out tonight. I have to go hang out with my boyfriend. Logs on. <laughs> Logs on and just sits there. Just with the cut next story, like <laughs> oh my God. I made a licking motion. <laughs> a gross one. They have pretty much games in most of the genres. So we're agreeing that Shadows of Mordor wins. Shadows of Mordor is probably one of the best games. I think my favorite is the Lego Lord Okay, Wings Agreed. Game. I feel like that's a separate genre. There's a bunch of board games and shit, too. I want to play, like, Settlers of Catan, Lord of the Rings style, though. That would be nice. Or, like, Risk. There's got to be a Lord of the Rings Risk. There's two. <laughs> Instant fucking answer. Yes. There's there, there's multiple. And those are the basic games. Like, the ones that they think are popular going to sell. They're also the really intense ones, like Gloomhaven back there. But Lord of the Rings. Can we please buy one? That thing's still sitting back there. Glo- I know. When Gloomhaven. Gonna play this? We're going to do Gloomhaven after we do some D&D. Uh, I do want one. One of them is really popular. So I do I'm down. Try it. I but- want to play with Hannah, though. And I want to be basically Dalen. Like, I just want to be rampaging around, fucking just shit up. Like a, like a wild toddler. Calling fucking everything <laughs> by the wrong goddamn name, yeah. Dalen. Remember Catan? Yes, yes. I can't call anything by its normal name now because now it's just sticks. Rocks. <laughs> It's just been around for so long. That's the think the difference between Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings is that it's just an older fan base. That's all. True. So this series, this new series is going to rejuvenate it a lot. I know. It'll be interesting. Do you know what the rating is going to be? What, like, what's the target audience? Are they going to make it kid-friendly-ish? Oh, I don't think so. Or are so. they going to, like, Game of Thrones it up and we're going to see Elrond just boning everybody? They haven't talked about it all, but I'd, it's like it's usually years. Amazon does more adult but not HBO style. I don't think they'll go that hard, but I'm just wondering, are they going to push PG-13? I want them PG-13? to make Sauron a complicated character. I bet they do. I think that would be cool. It, it, it'll be like Vader, right? It's a complicated character. Because I think that's a huge flaw of the series now. He's Back evil, when you could do I'm good. good is perfectly good and evil is just evil to be evil, that worked for a while. But now we're used to having well-fleshed-out villains and heroes with flaws. And it makes it a little boring when they don't have it. For sure. And I don't think Amazon will make that. It lets Hope. them pad the series a whole lot when they're developing characters. That's so. true. Oh, my God. Even though you like know Sauron does this thing, he's going one way, going one way. And you're like, yes, I love him. I love him. And then the ultimate betrayal happens. And you knew it was coming the whole time. And then it like, happens anyway. I, I mean, Sauron could like volunteer and reads to orphans on the weekends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the last big exciting thing. We talk about this, right? Moderately interesting. Yep. Lots of book stuff. Movies. TV shows the most exciting thing. Old yep. video games. Nothing yep. except for the TV shows current, yes, realistically. True. That's true. The coolest thing I found is possibly the most current, too, alongside the TV show. Universal Studios is expanding into Epic Universe. It's like an expansion, finally. So there's all these rumors about what it's going to include. Well, big rumor is that it's including a section of Middle Earth. Oh, that'd be intense. Yes. And so they've brought in a French theme park designer. He did Paris Disneyland. Okay. Um, and then the second most popular theme park in France is like not baguette a- world. <laughs> no, it's Le Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it's not ride based. It's interactive yep. more, which I think Universal tries to go that way. And I think with Harry Potter World, it got very much that way. I yep. mean, there's the two They're trying rides, to create but- experiences, which is frankly better because I don't want to sit in a fucking line for three hours. Like yeah. I want to instead like do a bunch of shit. So they brought in this guy and he designed this big interactive park. So there's all these rumors about how it's going to be more interactive and not ride-based. And yeah, the Middle Earth part, which I think, I mean, it is a big enough fandom. That could be a huge hit for them because the Harry Potter world obviously was a massive success. To go along with that, they need another property that is so ubiquitous that everybody recognizes it and would want to go check it out. I would love to go see mini Middle Earth. Yeah. You know, without having to fly to New Zealand and just stare at scenery. I want to see like... fucking hell. Yeah. I want to see scenes. Yeah, I agree. And have a Sauron standing there robotic... Well, now that Disney put out such a huge Star Wars section, it talks about how it's got to compete against that now because, I mean, all the stuff I've seen about the Star Wars chunk that they've added in for Disney is amazing. Where are they getting the space? Aren't they limited in that area? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a separate park area. But yeah, so that's the big thing I thought was really cool because, you know, since it is older now, Universal, the TV show... I'm really looking forward. I want them to remaster the movies. I think that's like the big stuff. This fandom is in more of a lull than Harry Potter was. So it's very interesting to see now 
it's about to ramp up pretty big. When that series comes out, if it's anything of the level of the other series we've talked about already, it's going to be on everybody's mind. And then you talk about the Universal Studios, Middle Earth, they could be at a new peak again. Yeah, it's interesting because like when you talk about that, it makes you think like basically Lord of the Rings is like the parent fandom for Harry Potter because eventually Harry Potter will lull. Yep. So it's interesting to see, like you said, Lord of the Rings come back. The really strong ones tend to resurge. If D&D is still fucking around, other things will be. That's true. Little Sarah plays it. Found that out in Iceland. She was really embarrassed by it. We have to make sure we leave this in the pod because Little Sarah told me that she plays D&D regularly. Wow. See, that's what I mean, though. The people that are... I don't think she has a fucking clue, though. She's probably showed up and was like, hey, guys, let's get wasted. Roll for shot. Oh, yeah. Roll Roll for for shot. shot. Can we do a round of D&D of Lord of the Rings? With Hannah. Yeah. But Legolas is dead. Yes. Well, we could die in the first scene. Why don't we? Oh my God. Your job is to go kill him. You know, her fucking character is going to basically be him. And then we go kill him. Legolas, he murders children and you have to go and stop him. (sighs) Yeah. Gimli's died. And he's on a murderous rampage because he can't handle the If he can't have the love, then nobody can have love. Yes. He's the new Sauron. One elf to rule them all. (laughs) And he's a cannibal. Who also eats eggs. (laughs) (laughs) And also eats eggs. So you have some argument about Tolkien being the father of fantasy. Well, we're going to talk about... We don't need to talk about toys, do we? No. We just have some dolls around us. You don't even have good ones. You called action figures dolls like some fucking 60-year-old grandma? I'm just saying. You have shitty ones. Fucking Sauron's white fucking undies flashing everywhere. Sarah flipped this Sauron action figure he upside down fell. so she could look <laughs> no. up his robe. <laughs> no. Then she diddled him no. and said... Oh, he's wearing underwear. And I'm My like, please stop molesting. listen to <laughs> well, this. Well, don't diddle Sauron and we won't have a problem. He tipped over. I looked over and saw the white first and was thing very you said curious. Is, about, oh, oh, let me look. Oh, he's got white undies. Well, now, I, Whitey tighties for Saruman. It's like when you get Ken and Barbie, you got to check out what they did underneath. Like, that's a natural fascination. <laughs> so I saw white and was like, oh, what kind of, <laughs> what uh, he, what kind of what undies they slap on Can you them? imagine you flip this up and you look and he's just got a big, huge <laughs> dick hanging there? <laughs> <laughs> oh look he died along with whatever that guy's name is i don't remember Fledier. <laughs> god i hope i win this fanfic contest i'm about to rampage my way through fucking tolkien's universe oh christopher tolkien's gonna reach out and be like you have to take over the state he's gonna want all your notes then he's gonna write his own <laughs> no book. i'm gonna slap and be like get your own shit bitch <laughs> and you're gonna hear his wife go that's what you deserve <laughs> maybe if you got a new hobby i <laughs> <laughs> got a new hobby as far as the extended universe, we talked about the future of it. There was a couple things I found. I just want Sarah's reaction. I know what Sarah's reaction okay. is going to be. So I'm going to say it anyways to annoy her. So please come along this journey with me. When I pulled up the two Wikipedia pages about all the influences that J.R.R. Token has had mm-hmm. on... Minimal. The world. Yes, that's what I found. Minimal. So the works of J.R.R. Tolkien have served as an inspiration to painters, musicians, filmmakers, and writers to the extent that Tolkien is sometimes seen as the father of the entire genre of high fantasy. <laughs> okay. Do you notice how they had to classify it high fantasy? I, so I did read when I was talking about his actual inspirations, and he is a huge mythology buff. Yeah, he I was going to say. absolutely loves Beowulf. He did some... He actually I was just going to say, he has to be inspired from other stuff. It's yeah. not like he just no. out of his own no. well of a brain is like, oh, what's an elf? No, it's how he brought all this stuff together is what he's known for. Clearly, you're wrong. I'll just take that point now. Can we even classify what high fantasy is? It's that epic shit. Epic shit. Wow, he's the father of some epic shit. Low fantasy would be like more real, like regular life. Subgenre of fantasy defined either by the epic nature of its setting or by epic stature of its characters, themes, or plot. Who said epic? Me, I'll take that point. You can't just slap points around. I just did. So he's the father of a very specific subset, which doesn't apply to most authors. J.K. Rollins of Harry Potter has been seen as having been influenced by Tolkien's work, particularly the wizard Dumbledore being partially inspired by Tolkien's Gandalf. That's just someone speculating. She can't possibly have read Lord of the Rings at some point in time. But also both of them similar to Merlin. Okay, it's not like any of this is... Merlin. Look, none of this... They can't hear your head swirling around when you say this stuff. (laughs) None of this is from scratch so fucking original you've never seen before. None of it is. This is true. You have a point there. Gilgamesh, right? But no story is. Exactly. So you could say J.K. Rollins looks exactly fucking like this other thing, and it's just because they both have things in common. Well, so does everything else. You've just picked two pieces out of there, and you've compared them. 
this do you is not think it's possible? This is a solid argument. Do you think is she not? can't be inspired by Lord of the Rings? She can be. But if you don't have the quote from her, you don't know what inspired her. You're just picking two things that had an old guy with a long beard and yet slapped them together. Where really, J.K. Rollins had been thinking about these characters long before. So she might have been inspired by the idea of a wizard, but you don't know it was Gandalf. You're speculating as much as I'm speculating. I'm just saying then. So it's both inaccurate all at the same time you just can't accept that any way shape or form she people... could have been i'm not saying she couldn't okay, let's have been. throw jk rollin aside you can't accept that other people are inspired like i've told you no, i can't accept all other the people, people that are inspired I, they can be is he the father of a whole genre no is he the father of a very small subset still no uh, I disagree with you because most no. people consider him the most father of Most people are really fucking stupid. This just because you disagree does not make it wrong. No, I'm not saying that. Your but I'm saying most people are wrong. It's not Harry Potter, so that, which is the best ever, and there can't that, be anything worse than it. That is rude as fuck because you know I am interested in much more than Harry Potter. You could find some new material. Oh my god! One. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have to. You bring Harry Potter up all the time. You brought up Beowulf, right? Is that not an epic fantasy? Yes, it is. Okay, so if he was inspired by Beowulf, boom, that's the father of high fantasy. I'm just saying. Next quote, Stephen King. Who's a shitty author. Oh, my God. So I'm 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 not even going to bother. These are people who, whether you like them or not, have shaped literature for at least the 20th century. I'm not arguing that about Stephen King. I don't like his writing style. That's fine. Are you saying he was inspired by Tolkien? Yes. He literally doesn't include any of the fantasy elements from Tolkien. Stephen King, best known for horror novels, has acknowledged Tolkien's influence on his novel, The Stand, as well as his fantasy series, which is like eight books, The Dark Tower. Oh, duh, The Dark Tower. I forgot he did that too. It's fine that King, who is meh, was inspired by another meh authoring style. That makes sense. Because you know what? The Dark Towers, I tried reading them. Those fuckers. When did you try to read The Dark Tower? Like last year. I never heard you say you tried to read The Dark Tower. I own the first one on my Kindle. The Gunslinger? Yeah. It was in book club. You recommended it. And I tried to get through it like seven times. The first like 10 chapters just hurt me. The same writing style, not my vibe. So but so a, his shitty meandering vibe, I'm not surprised, this is, is, the break. is, is like, inspired by the other style, shitty meandering not vibe. Not my style does not equal shitty writer. You have me there. But you also <laughs> agreed. You agreed that Tolkien was a pretty basic bitch writer when it came to a lot of different things. Yeah. Character development, female no. character development, no, lots it, of things. There are a lot of things We've acknowledged that, I, that he's not that great of an author. There's a lot of things I view as a sign of his times. See, I think and he I was a great at creating the material. I don't think he was great at writing it the fuck down. I would not disagree with you on that. So Stephen King, not my style. Shitty style for me, but I still wouldn't call him a shitty author. You did call him a shitty author. Well, that's because I didn't like it. But when I'm actually objectively <laughs> stating it, no, not a shitty author. But his shitty ass style. That's I fine. Hate. You don't like his style. You probably won't Tolkien, like Tolkien, though, goes not good at writing the things down. You wouldn't like, and you don't like the next guy's style either. So I'm, I know that. And I don't like his style either. George R.R. R. Martin. You know, I read all five Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. That's unfortunate. It got for to you. be a struggle. There's so many. Every chapter is a different person, right? Yeah. First few books, that was great. By the time you hit the fourth book, was the fourth and fifth book at the same time, and there's so many different POVs that it was two books. I couldn't get through the first book with that. I was going, literally post it noting a chapter to skip forward to the next one because by the time I got forward to it, I couldn't remember what the fuck happened. Yeah. So, no. His shitty meandery style, also, not shocked. There's several more, but I don't think you've heard most of them. Probably. Heard of most of them. Obviously, I'm not. A big fan of this subgenre. This is true. <laughs> Apparently. Well, well, no, actually, you are a fan of it. You're just not. I'm probably a huge fan of epic fantasy, but I don't want it just because it's supposed to be epic doesn't mean you write for 40 pages about what the room looks like. True. That style I can't true. do. And all three authors do that. You know <laughs> Very... who doesn't do that? And McCaffrey. Mm. It is not the same. Mm. Don't. That is not the same. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Gonna... I'm going to throw this fucking dice at you. <laughs> And hope it pokes out your eye. Just saying, you've got rose-colored glasses. You're wrong. She failed her retort. Despite your disliking, he has influenced some prominent authors of our time. You know who else are prominent authors? A bunch of ones I hate from classic literature. That's true. Thank you. You try to say nobody gives a shit about him. I didn't but... mean it. Literally, no one gives a shit about him. <laughs> I think the mainstream doesn't like him. I think the mainstream also doesn't like the writing of most of those people. The irony is the mainstream did not like him when he first tried to publish. Some of the yeah. critics called his stuff juvenile trash. 
Yeah. I really think he built a universe great and he didn't tell it the best way it could have. I think it's dry is the problem. I think if it, someone else had written the same, he like authored and some, like uh, someone else wrote the screenplay would have been great. <laughs> Keep in mind that criticism was levied at 1940 when they didn't take science fiction seriously at all. I just wanted but to throw I, I just, you a, a olive I think, branch to I say that. I think too. People... I also am really prejudiced because in general, everyone who's like, "Oh my god, this cla- like classic lit novels and authors," I don't like. Most of them, I think, are really bullshit, and people only say they're great because they're on a list. There's validity to do that. I've been trying to read through some classics, yeah. and half of them, I'm just like, I'm not even going to finish this. And like Nicole, your wife, right? She's got like the fancy English major stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That's her jam. We are not those people. We are not. Those lists are meant for those people. Tolkien to me is on that list. I think that is a fair statement. Yes. Thank you. Let's uh, tally mark me. Nah. You agreed with me. Tally mark. You added two for (laughs) I don't even know what. You should be paying attention when you listen to the podcast. You were just like, tally, tally, tally. My opinion, I think, is a universal-ish opinion. (laughs) Even Stephen King actually knows saying about that. So if you were like, oh, I love Stephen King and have only read like one book. They've seen all of his, all the movies made out of his material. They, they like him as the storyteller. Careful. No, I'm just saying, I think people really love him and the universe he creates, but I don't think that many, not that many people read. No, no, that's where I was going to get to. Yeah. This is a little bit of a problem with the Harry Potter universe. I agree. Because everybody's seen the movies. They love the universe. But and then I you're like, what about Potter, this part the in the book? read a like, lot more than Stephen King oh. read. Oh, I think when you look at the book, like publishing numbers and stuff, it's because it was at a younger audience. It was more accessible to more people. It's hard to speak because it is a whole different genre. But I was reading Stephen King when I was pretty young, too. Yeah, but you like to read. That's true. I'm talking, I mean, to get those In high general, numbers, that's right. a mainstream read. I think Harry Potter was a significantly more mainstream read than Stephen King. It's like you should have an English class that we just sit and teach. <laughs> Uninformed English opinions. You know, can if we you can we stop co- for a second and pause and talk about how you were like? I kind of enjoyed it. The movies. Yeah. When I edit them in my head. When's the last time you tried to read the Lord of the Rings? Like last month. Yeah. After we watched the movies, and you guys are like trying to read oh, some. Yeah, but you only read the preface. Yeah, that's how bad it was. I mean, it'd be pretty. Christopher hard to- Tolkien killed me in the preface. Yeah. Who- the preface to the preface. It wasn't even the actual fucking preface. I know. It's one of those books that is like they want to give 17. you seven seven oh prefaces because everybody who touched the book ever wants to talk about yeah, well, what Tolkien it meant to them. Like, I was giving Tolkien a hand a job longer. and he's talking about the Hobbit, so I got this insight oh, I want to give you. God, so accurate. When I did the research, you can pretty much find Lord of the Rings shit for everything. Like oh, yeah. Knickknacks blankets i think the lord of the rings memes far outweigh the harry potter memes i love the lord of the Rings memes they are on point yes now that i've downloaded tiktok <laughs> and i just looked up like lord of the rings hashtags some i mean we watch those too yep high quality pretty hilarious high quality material it like harry potter has become part of this subconscious culture I wonder what it's like for Gen Z, though, because my age group, we were at a prime age to watch the movies. Yep. You were obviously, you know, old. Like Gen Z, <laughs> you know, like I was in middle school, I think, when the last movie came out. So that was like pretty young-ish for them having like grown up after they were done releasing and popularities faded. Yep. I'd it'd be curious to see. Like, well, they're definitely obviously going to be lagging behind when Harry Potter will hit that stage. Yeah. So Harry Potter still got you guys pushing your kids to watch them and stuff like that. We're talking about how it's like still relevant and all these things where maybe Gen Z's out there just like literally. Don't give a shit. Yeah. Don't give a fuck. They were okay. Well, I think that's where we're going to see what we're going to see this TV show resurge it. Right. Because it's now been lulled enough that the whole generation is like, whatever, I'm not watching a four hour fucking movie. Mood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that the one thing we didn't do is rebranding. And when I think about it. I think we've really hit the nail on the head where it's just like Frodo bitches. Yeah, they take a really, really long hike. (laughs) The world's shittiest hike just to get to the end and your friend's like, "Mm, fuck off. (laughs) You start the hike with nine people and seven of them are like, eh. I mean, two of them just wander off by themselves. It's like a drunken group of friends, right? You get like the two kids who like wander off the festival or whatever. They pick up some dude wandering alongside the road. Yeah. That ties into my Peter Jackson's basic bitch kind of lining it up. I'm thing. so glad you finally agree with me on Peter Jackson. I feel like that's such an unpopular opinion when I voiced it. At the it. time, I think he's the only type of person who could have got it made. Because there's nobody ever wanted to make it. They, mm. they viewed the films as unmakeable. So nobody would touch it. No studio was interested in it. Can you so- imagine if Steven Spielberg had done them? 
You know, Steven Spielberg is not that good. In the 80s and the 90s, he made movies that fit a specific formula. He's done some good stuff. He's done Ready Player One. Ready Player One shows exactly why he's outdated, right? Look, you're right. Go ahead. Ready Player One was such trash. I'll let you win our tally war. (laughs) It was so bad. It was like... It's like, here's the book. I'm going to have my kid read it and then regurgitate it drunk. That's what the movie's based on. Oh, I I thought you were going to say, I'm going to have my kid read it, eat it, shit it out, (laughs) and then I'll make it into a movie. We should one shot Ready Player One. I I agree. I would totally reread that book. Oh my God, the book's amazing. Oh my God, the book is so good. But if we one shot it, we have to watch the movie again. I can manage. I think of them as two separate entities. One's kind of shitty and one's really good. I really do. It's like, you know, one's the stupid friend and one's the really smart friend. So one's you and one's me. I never called you stupid. That's not what I was saying. (laughs) So this episode is pretty short, mostly because Lord of the Rings is not as great as other fandoms. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm just throwing it out there. The episode would have been better. I think they picked that up a long time ago. Next episodes, I think Fanfic's my favorite episode. Fanfic's definitely my favorite episode, too. Next is a very close second. We are going to be diving into the rabbit hole of conspiracies and fan theories. Yeah. The gray fringes of the fandom, so to speak. So much. Yeah. If you know any insane fan theories or anything, yeah. send them our way. Like tinfoil hat type stuff. Oh, my God. That's what we need to wear, tinfoil hats. We can do it. Yes. So don't forget to tune in next week. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at nerds underscore n underscore normies. And you can check out our website, nerdsandnormies.com. I did have one note. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so when he started Lord of the Rings, you know what he called it? The long expected party. Of course. Because he meant it as a sequel to Hobbit. And what was the Hobbit called? Uh, there and back again. For the love of God. Seriously. <laughs> I just read that. I'm like, what? What an idiot. God. <laughs> Your foaming at the mouth hatred of him is is entertaining. You have to admit that is a shitty ass title. Well, he didn't stay. Why with did it? you not bring this up sooner? We are closing this pot <laughs> out, and now I'm going to leave pissed the fuck you off. Did, he didn't stick with it. It's not like he insisted it, and the publisher changed it. He changed the name of I'm it. I'm sure Christopher Tolkien too is like, remember when, Dad? Remember when? Yeah. It could have been the long expected party. Probably got a fucking plaque up on the wall, so he doesn't forget about it. <laughs> well, thanks for coming along, folks. Really? Okay. <laughs> you don't want me to cut your rage off? <laughs> yeah, might as well. Okay, well, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, see you later. Bye.